You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to Man You Know on Twitter is Jeff at DT. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, Pete. First and foremost, Jeff, we've got some new hats. We've got some new beanies in. So uh, for any podcast link that's sent out via Twitter, uh, get retweeting, and we'll give some uh, beanies and caps away over the next few weeks and throughout the season. So get retweeting, and you can have a chance to win. Alrighty, Jeff, we had some football over the weekend. What were your first thoughts? Yeah, it was good to have footy back. Um, you know, seeing everyone run around, a few players that so I've got my eye on past the eye test, so all good viewing at this point of the year. Yeah, a couple of interesting roles there for me that were confirmed, and obviously maybe just one or two surprises there that were really good. Uh, Bailey Humphrey won, Errol Gordon in there more than I thought, and you know, it's just it's just a piece of information again. Uh, let's get another look this week to see if we can confirm a few things there. So, but a couple of promising signs there. And, you know, some things, Jeff, it's just what we're going to find out a few weeks into the season is that, that some things that we did witness over this past weekend and what we will witness this weekend just won't be true. Yeah, for sure, mate. I, um, you know, I, I'm all eyes on this weekend. I think it's the best dress rehearsal for round one. And, Let's see how the teams develop first and foremost and how each team performs and really style of play is going to be a big one, roll, all, all the usuals. Yeah, teams will be very much close to full strength this week, you would imagine. All right, let's get into a jet. So we're going to do a quick chat on what we think uh, could happen this season and then we'll get into some requested players in between the both practice matches there. So, all right, Jeff, we're going to do... Crystal ball time. So five things that you think will happen this season. So number one for me is footy will be fast and fantasy scores will be at a record low. I um, I think the natural game is, is trending towards a fastest game style, although not all teams will play it. Um, but generally, overall, when we look at it globally, fantasy scores are going to be at record lows this year in 2023. Uh, number two, I've got Fremantle West Coast, Adelaide Crows, Melbourne Demons and the Western Bulldogs as the only sides to still play possession footy. Um, again, we've um, Fremantle West Coast plus six ground being up the stadium. Adelaide like to hold the ball and, and control it, as do Melbourne and Western Bulldogs. So I'd be focusing on players from them for fantasy. Number three, the green vest will wreak havoc this season for rooks stunting cash generation and also more seasoned players being, you know, getting a break and being managed with uh, with time and and player loading throughout the season. So can't lose sight of that. Uh, number four, taggers to be a big annoyance this year. Uh, Win Hager is the example. And lastly, I've got. Petrarca Brownlow, Melbourne to be premiers, and Kazai Pickett for Norm Smith. I just 
feel like Melbourne are really cherry ripe to start the year. They've got all the pieces in place and Gorn and Grundy will give first use to their mids and that's not to be understated this year. My five things are most teams to play attacking and fast footy, similar to your thoughts there. Um, but I do think once we do hit winter jet is that we will see a bit of a slowdown there and, and stoppage and test the ball will start to increase there. The second one here for me is load management. You also mentioned that there. So with the extra game this season, don't be surprised if more teams are out there managing you know, the older type players and, and their lists throughout the season. And that includes the younger type players. The extra game is significant for us this season. So that will mean deeper squads to be used to cover that management and obviously to progress development. Number three here for me, deeper rotations in the midfield across small teams this season. So just be mindful of that. Uh, flexibility is a key word that has been used by players and coaches over a pre-season that I have picked up. Number four here, an overall decrease in stoppages this season, and that's going to impact uh, mids, and that's like stoppage and clearance type mids, and the ruck position there as well. And number five, Jeb, the forecast is that one of the listeners now of the Plus Six podcast will win overall fantasy title. So that's my hope. So hopefully one of the listeners out there takes home the title, which would be great. Uh, last few years that has been the case as well. So hopefully we can get another one this year. All right, Jeff, we are talking AFL fantasy season-long classic mode. This discussion is a pre-season consideration over requests from AFL fantasy coaches and listeners. So thank you for those. This podcast has been recorded on Tuesday night, February 28th. And, of course, the news has been crushed out for you on the AFL Ratings Network. Content is free. Likes and retweets are always appreciated. And, again, not all uh, information added is being posted on social media, so you're going to have to go in and dig around there as well. So I am mindful of how many tweets I do send to the listeners and the followers each day as well. All right. And, again, of course, my number one rule, uh, make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. Jet, let's get into it. So there's a listener request. Again, appreciated for the request that we did get. First one off the top here, Bailey Humphrey, 290K. Uh, it's priced at 32.8. So what we did see in practice match last week is in there at Centre Bounces, which was great. So he's a, he's a bull, so, and it stoppages there as well. So there's a, there's a big spike in interest from me right here. Your thoughts? Yeah, I love the look of him. Um, I also noticed any stoppage or, you know, throw in from um, in that forward half of Gold Coast, he pushed up to that stoppage and created more space for the taller forwards. So, yeah, expecting big things from him this year. And like I've, um, you know, said in the past, I think with Rankin gone, there's definitely a spot for him in that 22 for Gold Coast. Next one here, Tanner Bruin. So 471k across at 53.2. So... Uh, they practice match last week against Hawthorne. He was in the midfield. Centre bounces included there as well, and he was quite strong there. So uh, certainly a consideration here for me. Yeah, me too. I'm not convinced so much on Bruin. I, um, you know, the Geelong factor does play a part in my mind, but yeah, the early signs are good, and he obviously is bargain price. Next one here, Will Day, 537k price at 60.7. So he's been out in that midfield mix. Uh, which has included centre bounces over pre-season. Um, and it looks like that's going to be the role throughout the season. Now, Hawthorne are 
are in development mode. So you just got to consider uh, how much, you know, what sort of consistency and volatility that is going to be uh, from the start of the season, uh, I guess, to the midway point of the season when you start with David, you probably hold him for that length. So is it going to be consistent? That's a big question here. And if it is not, it could be inconsistent scoring for me. You know, I'm probably leaning to be a no, although the role is probably certainly there, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's tempting, isn't it? Especially in defence when, you know, those kind of players getting these CBAs, it's pretty rare for a mid-pricer. Um, I, I'm highly considering him, put it that way. Next one here, Sean Darcy. Price of 760K, it's 85.9. Luke Jackson coming in, he'll take a stack of centimetres there as well. You know, Darcy can score, we know, but, you know, I think it's, it's probably a bit of a limit on what he can do this season uh, with a pretty much a dual work setup, and it's a pretty good one at that as well. So that's a no for me on Darcy. Yeah, firm no from me too, mate. I think um, it's a fluid situation at Fremantle. When when one's on top, those um, CBA numbers will just fluctuate as required. Next one here's got Lysette, 622k, price at 70.3. Upside here probably available. I'm not too sure if you agree with that or not. I think there is. The, uh, the one thing here with Jeremy Finlayson, so he's struggling to get to round one. He's probably going to be a slow burner into the start of the season, So, which probably plays into the hand of, of Port starting another ruck, which is probably going to be uh, Teagle. So, you know, if that's a split ruck roll straight at round one, that's going to impact Lysette straight up. So yeah, it's, a, it's a big watch on what they do um, possibly this week with their ruck setup. Obviously, limited squads this week. So we're going to get a good look of whether Hinkley plays two rucks or not. Uh, Charlie Dixon can go into the ruck there, but do they want to risk him in injury because he's so crucial to that forward line? Um, you know, so let, let's see how this plays out. But yeah, just keep in mind that this could be a dual ruck setup to kick off the season. If not, it should be clear. And I think there is upside there, but you know, from week to week, that could change quite easily. Yep. Yeah, exactly, mate. Let's wait and see what the the setup is this weekend. Is it dual? Is it solo? And make our decision from there and at, the, at this point it's a no but that could change Jaden Hunt halfback for the Eagles now so 379k it probably not bad value I guess a 42.8 price that so it's a wait and see see how he slots in again he was okay last week in practice matches it's probably a little bit of a consideration for me I don't think I'm going to go there but you know we'll wait and see what happens this week yeah. he's, I think he's a pretty safe pick again the West Coast do play the kick mark game um He'll bob up a lot, and I don't just... Yeah, his ceiling's limited, I suppose, is is my only concern at this point. Next one here, Sam Berry. So that's 746K, price of 84.3. Probably some upside here. Obviously, he wants to get some more ball there as well. Um, but, yeah, I think Adelaide... You know, it's a little bit concerning here for Adelaide. I think they want to run more players through that middle of the ground. So Rochelle is going to go in there a little bit more, as we do know already. So Rankin's going to go in there as well. You know, Dawson obviously can pop in there at any given time as well, and, and a couple others. Saliga, they still want to get in there. Scharenberg. So it's actually been... We're seeing an increase in midfielders going into the Adelaide uh, core group, So which is a little bit concerning. And that, if that's Sam Berry, you know, might be a little bit upside, but how much is there? So it's probably a pretty much a hard no for me on Berry Jet. Yeah, it seems like a risky pick, doesn't it, mate? I... I do like his upside. I feel like, you know, the age profile and his projection based off last year, all the signs are good. Um, it's just whether he can keep it up consistent with his possessions because that's what he struggled with last year. So at the moment, it's a no. 
Next one here, Jared Wheats, 801k price at 90.5, probably appropriately priced. Uh, probably thinking it'll be the same setup for Wits this season. Pretty, pretty much a solo ruck, he'll get a chop out from someone else. So, you know, it's not, it's a, he's an option, that's for sure. Um, I think it's a pretty clear number one and without any issues there as well. So, you know, he's an option if, if anything falls over in this week's practice matches, Jim. He's an option, but is he a top two ruck for the year? And I don't think he is, so I'm not prepared to spend that to start the year. So it's a it's a no from me. Next one here, Jack McRae. So 916k, 103.5. The concern is here for me, the Bulldogs. Like I'm counting six mids, and they're going to get pretty generous uh, centre bounce and midfield time. So what does that do? What does that put players like a Jack McRae, Bailey Smith? You know, we, Caleb Daniel will go back to half back. So now, there's going to be some flexibility in this midfield for the Bulldogs. Um, so, yeah, it's just a little bit concerning how many are going in there. It'll be a six solid, I believe. Um, yeah, so what does that do to McRae? Oh, he's probably appropriately priced for me. I'm, I'm not too sure. Obviously, he's, he's averaged a stack before, but I, I think he's probably about right. So I don't think I'm going to spend that to start the season on McRae yet. Look, I feel like, yeah, it's again, it's the Bevo moving the magnets. We we just don't know what um, secondary position McRae has. I uh, note your tweet from from the weekend that he played a bit at half back, which was a real surprise. He, I've never seen him do that before that role. It could be wing, it could be half forward. We just don't know. So, um, yeah, another watch this week, but uh, I'm not putting a line through him yet. Yeah, it, just, it was just to flip out with centre bounces. Daniel in the middle, halfback to McRae. Later in the game, he was the outside on the wing. Um, so in general play, when the ball was in between the 50-metre arcs, you know, he's sitting like like that. If you're drawing a line across the ground, he was sitting like behind the ball. So when the ball gets cleared out, he's the sweeper getting it, getting that ball as a receive. Yeah, so well, it's, it's definitely a consideration, but, you know, I just think it might be just appropriately priced there. All next one here, Jet. So Tom Green, 752k, priced at 85. So he said in a recent interview that he's dropped, you know, three or four kilos from where he was last year, and that was his ability to cover the ground a whole lot better so he can get from contest to contest. That all sounds, well, that's the sound and the conversation and the discussion that we need to hear that, you know, he's dropped some weight, and obviously the Giants are going to play a little bit faster game plan under Adam Kingsley, new senior coach at the Giants. You know, he wants to get the contest to contest. You know, Prost at 85, I think there's some pretty decent upside here, so I am considering Green at round one, too. Yeah, there's definitely upside at his price. It's his year. The the, the loss of Taranto and Hopper really gives him the, the first, you know, keys to the midfield as such to get first use of the footy. And he can feed it out to the likes of Keneally and Kelly. So, yeah, like it, like the pick. I think he's going to be in for a good year. Clayton Oliver, next one here, 994K, price at 112.3. So the Demons are, are wanting to roll a few more players into that midfield and centre bounce this year. We've seen that with Cosby Pickett. That'll be just one. And you know, we'll see some others go through there as well. Oliver, clear number one mid for me. I don't think there's any impact. I'm probably minimal at all. Uh, it's probably with that... Saying that, I, I guess it's probably an appropriate price at 112.3, uh, but I don't think I'm going to spend all the way up there, Jeff. Yeah, he's going to have another big year, as as Melbourne are. So, like I said earlier in the pod, first use from Gorn and Grundy this season, straight down to Clayton Obler. Um It's going to be a good fantasy season for him, no doubt. 
Next one here, his teammate here, Christian Petrarca, 908k, price of 102.6. So with extra players going through that midfield centre bounces, you know, Petrarca's probably going to spend a little bit more time forward. I don't think it's going to be a great deal, but, you know, if you shape off a few points here and there. But if Melbourne start dominating, he's going to hit the scoreboard. He's probably going to make it up in a number of different ways. So um, probably appropriately priced, I would say. Um, I'm not too sure if I'm going to go there at round one, though. Yeah, I'm not deterred, like you said, by his reduced number of CBAs. Oh, a big year from Melbourne. Like you said, he's going to potentially kick more goals than ever before, and, and that equates to points. So I still think he can get that 110 average that he has done in previous season. Um, so, yeah, big big like, big consideration for me. Hayden Young, a little bit quiet last week, 776K, price at 87.7. So Fremantle aren't going to play that super fast type 40, so there are going to be some really generous situations throughout the season for Young to you know, take a stack of plus sixes into into his score. So I wouldn't be too concerned last week. All you need for him, if you are considering him, is for him to get true healthy and be available for round one. That's pretty much where you sit. And the points will flow at some stage. So uh, it certainly is a consideration for me. Yeah, spot on, mate. I agree with everything you said. I wouldn't read too much into what happened in the Pracky game. Let's have a good look this week and see where he's at with the kick-ins, even though Luke Ryan, I believe, is not playing at this stage. But, um, yeah, let's give him another eye test for this weekend. Next one, Errol Gordon. He's priced at 735k, so he's at 83.1. What we did see on that practice match against Brisbane and he was in those centre bounces at a very, very strong rate and he was actually quite awesome at stoppages, clearances, all the works you wanted to see. So he was excellent. Probably another one to watch out for this week. But you know the Swans do have a stack of players going through that midfield. And obviously we've been here before with the Isaac Keening there as well. But this one just looks and smells a little bit different for me for Errol Gordon. Um, there's certainly a consideration here for me. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Probably, like you said earlier, it's a big surprise from the from the weekend of games, um, how it transpires throughout the year. You know, Callum Mills missed out a lot of CBAs as a result, and I think they were just trying a few things. So, again, another eye test, but all signs are really good for Gildan for 2023. Next one here, Tom Mitchell, 853K, 96.4. Um, yeah, I think, but uh, like, if I can speak for you, I think both of us are out on Tom Mitchell, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Not going anywhere near it. So um, Collingwood style of play, the amount of plays they want to rotate through there, it's just not working for, for Mitchell in any way, shape, or form in a fantasy sense. Yeah, and the number one for me will be Collingwood this year will be uh, Nick Dacos. So but the, if there's position going to anyone, I believe it's going to Nick Dacos, not Tom Mitchell. So, yeah, the other thing there is, well, you mentioned a couple of good points, but I'll add a couple of others in there. So Mitchell was bought in for clearance of stoppages because that's where Collingwood lacked last year. So obviously that's important at the start of the season and throughout the season which is great but it's actually if Collingwood play finals it's more important in the finals so I can see a situation where uh, not not really managed through the season but you know it's, when it's clear cut most important time of the year which is finals um, you know his most important um, time at Collingwood will be then not so much throughout the season so he'll have impact I think he'll score well but yeah I'm just there and it sounds like you are too alright the next one here Charlie Constable, so 332K, 37.5, halfback. Had a bit of a glimpse at him last week. I think that's, this one for me, I, I just want to have a 
another bit of a look to see, you know, how much free ball he's going to get. Obviously, uh, Gold Coast play, um, you know, it's a, sort of a wet game up in that humidity type sort of weather, and so the, the ball hits the ground a lot more than, you know, obviously at Marvel Stadium where it's quite dry. Um, his role, does he play lockdown role? There's a, probably still more, few more things I want to sort of sort of taking into consideration with him. Uh, the prices are obviously quite appealing and obviously we need to consider, you know, players coming back at what stage of the season for that half back line at Gold Coast. So much to consider here for Constable for Major. Yeah, there's a lot to play out, isn't there, where the Suns are at in terms of the health of their list. I know they got a lot of injuries to their half backs and that's where Constable has come into calculations. Hopefully it is for round one and that first month of footy at a minimum. Um Signs are good, I think, but yeah, we just need another look. Next one here, Tom Atkins for Geelong, 697k, 78.8. It's probably a smart side here. You know, he's going to be in that midfield mix uh, quite at a healthy rate, I would presume. Uh, but uh, maybe there's a few too many players in there to, um, you know, there's not one dominating player, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So Atkins, upside there for me, I don't think I'm going to consider that one, though. Yeah, no, big pass from me, mate. Not going anywhere near it. Alrighty, next one here, Toby McLean, 401k, 45.3. Now, I went to that, drove up to Ballarat from Melbourne on Saturday morning. I uh, just wanted to have a look at where players were setting up, you know, because obviously there was live streamed as well, but you, you only, the live stream follows the ball. It doesn't actually show how players are setting up. Now, what I wanted to see, obviously, is one of those players was uh, Toby McLean and where we set up, and he wasn't in any of those players to start on a wing to start the game, which was quite interesting. I thought he would have been. Um, and I just don't know at this point where he sits in that team. So, yeah, it's a big, big question mark for me. You know, obviously in a couple of weeks he's in round one, he scores well and all's good. But, you know, I need to see actually quite a deal, quite a big deal from Toby McLean this week, Jeff, uh, to give me some confidence because right now, big question marks for me. Yeah, we only get one look at the dogs, so hopefully they tell us a lot this weekend. Um, Valley still hard to ignore for McLean if he is in the best 22 for the Bulldogs. Yeah, so I, I drove away from uh, that Saturday at Ballarat, and I go, I hardly noticed McLean during that time. Like, just hardly noticed him. Obviously, you don't get one eyes, you don't get any replays and all that as well. But yeah, I walked away and I go, man, I didn't even really notice him, So, which is interesting. Alrighty, next one here, so Josh Ward, going to see some pretty decent midfield time at the Hawks, you would think, with uh, Mitchell and O'Meara at the door. Uh, so we're looking at 634k, 71.6. I think there's pretty decent value here. He is one I am considering. But unfortunately, I don't have him in my team at the moment. So just you know, flipped him in, flipped him out, and at the moment, he's out for me too. Yeah, he's out for me too, mate. It's... um. It's one of those situations with Ward. I like him as a player and as a fantasy player and a pick. It's just there's other value around him, um, even a little bit cheaper. So uh, that's what I've gone for instead of Ward. Yeah, it's just that salary squeeze. Once we start, you know, obviously we can put all the premium players in there, but obviously when you're trying to fill out your team, you know, some players get sacrificed. So you might have been in the same situation as me, is that you have to sacrifice, the, the, you know, the last out to fit others in so absolutely that's where I stand with him is that I wanted him in there but you know you've got to fit everyone in there you can't pick everyone alright the next one here Harry Perryman going to start uh, a fair bit through the midfield he would consider 
and the Giants. So into the middle he goes 766k, 86.6, probably appropriately priced. If you want to argue that maybe there's some upside there as well. Um, I'll have a look this week. I don't think I'm going to consider that there. No, you couldn't do it. It's a shame he lost his defender status. Otherwise, I think he'd be in quite a few teams. Next one here is Peter Laddams. So Hickey is out injured at the moment, and we did see McAndrew go into the centre bounces, and he was actually quite effective. I was quite impressed of how he went as well. So, But he's still pretty raw, so keep that in mind. But obviously that's potentially a bench option there as well. So now Peter Adams, so Hickey's going to miss the first couple of weeks. He's re-injured his calf there as well. So that opens the door a big time for Adams uh, to see what he can do. But, you know, recently he's been dealing with uh, troublesome knee as well. So, you know, that sort of puts on the radar of Andrew. So this is a bit of a fluid situation. Need to monitor how Adams not only goes this week, but obviously his health going into round one. But, you yeah, know, referring to McAndrew there as well. Alrighty, so Laddams is 595k, 67.2. As a solo ruck, Jeb, I think that's, I think there's some big upside there, but you know, obviously it depends on the health of Hickey, and they'll want to get him straight back into the team, and you know, obviously we can't really start a ruck for two weeks, or I'm not too sure if you can or can't, but I don't think I can. There's a lot of risk here, um, and obviously, you know, if Laddams is also dealing with a knee concern right now, where does that look at, you know, round two, round three, if he's still in that team, Jeb? Mate, I'll be honest, he's number one on my watch list for this weekend, Laddams, because I'm just struggling with other R2 position. Um, if he passes the eye test from a fitness point of view, he'll be highly considered by me, absolutely. Yeah, he can score, there's no doubt about it. And that 67.2, he can exceed that quite easily. So we'll see for how sure. he goes this week. Next one here, Jane Sisley. 854k, price at 96.5. So the Hawks probably going to struggle this year, you would say. It's pretty fair to say that I would imagine most people would agree. So if that's the case, you're going to see a lot of ball inside D50 for the Hawks, and I think that plays into the hands of James Sisley. So one player I am considering. Yeah, look, me too. I think he's going to push those top six defenders um, for average for the year. It's just when to jump on. Do we start with him? He's obviously the captain of the club now, and... Commands a lot of ball naturally from that. So, um, yeah, big year for him. He'll be around the mark for sure. Next one here, Joe Newcomb, Hawthorne as well, 775k, priced at 87.6. So pretty much number one in that midfield now. Um, he's going to get a stack of centre bounces, high midfield usage, inner clearances, everything like that. I think the price tag is probably around about the mark. I don't think I'm going to start with him at real much. No, I'm not either, mate. It's just... A too volatile a situation in that midfield for Hawthorne. They're going to be up and down um, each of them from week to week, so it's a pass from me. I just just on that price tag though, seven seven five. Are you are you of the opinion that if you're spending that, that player probably has to be a genuine chance to finish like top eight, top ten mid? Do you agree with that? Oh, for sh- yeah, for sure. What well, you know when you're spending that much money and how you could utilize that money elsewhere if you didn't. Yeah, no, that is definitely the expectation. From 750 onwards, for sure. Next one here, Nick Caulfield, 379k, 42.8. Obviously returning from big injury last year. Uh, looked okay at entry club there. What I did see a couple of weeks ago, and I was actually pretty confident coming out of that. Now, he did not play in the first 22, or however you want to see it, on the weekend. But I would suggest we're going to get a pretty decent look 
Um, hopefully he plays this week and he's in that team and we can get a good look at his role there as well. I'm pretty bullish on Caulfield still. We'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. Definitely a consideration still here for me on Caulfield. Oh, I'm out on Caulfield, mate. I would have liked to see him playing in the ones. Um, interrupted preseason, just too many red marks at this point. So no. Next one here, Andrew Brayshaw, 995k price at 112.4. I'd love to start Andrew Brayshaw, but I'm just looking at St Kilda round one, and if Winderhager is going to anyone, he's going to Brayshaw. So, you know, if that's the case, you, you're probably playing a little bit much for Brayshaw, but I still like the pick, and, you know, I still might go there, Jeff. Yeah, it's a tough one because, you know, I shared the sentiment you've just said. It's... um. Love to pick him. I think we all agree he's going to be a top eight mid. His fitness, to me, has even gone to another level than last season. Um, and not many opposition players can keep up with him. So, yeah, it's it's one of those 50-50 calls with Brayshaw, I think. Next one here, Cooper Stevens, 390k, price of 44.1. Uh, missed the last couple of weeks of action because of concussion protocol. But he's available to play this week. Let's get a good look at how he plays this week. We're only going to get one look, Jeff. Uh, I did see the Hawks in the intro club there a couple of weeks ago, and he was in that second team, so he wasn't preferred. And, you know, Cam McKenzie was in that second team as well. So it was pretty much the young, young type mids in there in that second unit. So let's see how he goes this week. It's probably a no at this stage, and, you know, he could be, you know, whether he's best 22 at this stage, we'll see how he goes. But hopefully he goes out and presses and um, secures a spot in that team, and then he will definitely be a consideration here. Yeah, for sure. He's got, you know, a more mature body than the first year rooks at Hawthorne. Very cheap, lots of upside. Um, yeah, we just got to wait and see how he fits and if he fits in, the, in that Hawthorne side. Wayne Miller, 441K, price at 49.8. Arguably some... Uh, Okay, but you're there, I would suggest there as well. Most people would agree. Unfortunately, we'll miss this week to a personal issue, so we won't get a look at his scoring rate uh, in that, obviously, one official practice match. So, you know, you pretty much... We did see him last week. It was okay. Um, so, for the most part, you're going in pretty much in blind if you're taking him a little. So, I am not starting there, Jeff. Yeah, not going anywhere near it, I'm afraid. It's, uh, it's too risky. He... Yeah, it's just high risk, not this time of year, not well, not to start the season anyway. Jaden Short, 867k, 98.0. Uh, scheduled to play at half eight this, this season, but we did see some centre bounces there against North Melbourne last week. So maybe there's still some you know some crumbs and centre bounces for him over the course of the season. Uh, it's probably a pretty big price tag, you know, if he's going to split that role, even though either role is fine. Uh, I don't think I'm starting there, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not starting with him, but it was interesting how many CBOs he actually got on the weekend. Um, very surprising. Well, I think we both expected him to have defender status by round six. It might not be the case. Next one here, Isaac Cumming, Giants, 802k, price at 90.6. i probably take command of that defence, I would say. Um, price tag is still pretty decent. Giants want to play a little bit more fast footy. Maybe that shaves off a few points. So no interest here for me on coming to. Yeah, none from me either, mate. I um I think um with Whitfield playing behind the ball, it might take away from coming. So it's a pass. Next one here, Jack Seaball, 537k, 60.7. Probably argue some okay upside here from his prize pack. Uh, 
at round one. Uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere near this one to start the season, Jeff. No, he's on the wrong side of 30, mate. Pass. Next one here, Jordan Dawson for Adelaide. So his price here is 893k, 100.9. I think that's quite reasonable. I think there's probably even upside there as well. Um, here's a consideration for me at round one, Jeff. Yeah, a solid starter, um, you know, reliable, captain of Adelaide. Even though he's going to attract a tag, he's still a top six defender this season. So you could start with him round one and sleep easy and just lock it away. Next one here, Brody Grundy, 830K, 93.8. Uh, split ruck roll, um, yeah, they're probably going to chop each other out. You know, I think Gorn is still okay, maybe. He's probably still going to average that. And maybe even Grundy still averages the same. I don't think there's huge upside here, so I am not considering Grundy. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, only considering Grundy and Gorn if they get forward status at some point this season. Next one here, Luke Jackson, 631k, dealing with a head knock at the stage, so but he's expected to be available for round one. Price at 71.3, so you can argue there's some upside there. I think we sort of, I think I said over 80 or 85 last week, and you think there's more. On last pod, so you think there's a little bit more there as well. Um, probably agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if I can go there, there, Joe. Yeah, it's a hard one, especially with this recent concussion. But, um, look, I've seen a lot of Luke Jackson this preseason. Every training session I've gone down to, well, not every Freo, but all the sessions I've seen of Freo this preseason is uh, he's being electric. Um Really agile. I think he's going to have a bigger role at Fremantle than he ever did at Melbourne, and we can't lose sight of that. And that's why I think, yeah, his projection is 85 to 90 at a minimum for me. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he averaged more than 90 this season. Fair enough. On to the next one here. Tom Stewart, 836k, price of 94.5. Catch of stack the games at home in the back half of the season. His average is pretty solid at GM HBA Stadium. Saba Radicalia looks like he's going to be starting at halfback due to injury concerns at Geelong. So it looks like the Saba is going to start the season and he's going to be taking some intercept marks. So I just wonder if that shaves off a few points here from Stuart Jeff. So for me, like I do like, I want to get Stuart in at some stage, but I think I'm, as I said on previous pods, I think I'm going to wait for a more preferred time. Yeah, interesting you say that, mate. It's a really valid point. I, I haven't, it didn't really cross my mind after the weekend's games. Um, just Stewart's high ceiling is so attractive in, in the fantasy game. Um, whether you can jag it with a VC one day when he plays on GMHBA, it's it's almost invaluable if he hits those big 150s. So I think, yeah, whether it's round one or throughout the season, he'll be in most of our teams at some point this year. Jason Horn Francis, 553k, process 62.5, moves from North Melbourne and Port Adelaide in the off-season. He's going to see pretty decent midfield usage, which includes centre bounce of third Jeff as well. I think there's some upside there. It's just probably just a matter of where. I like, let, let's have a guess at this, Jeff. I reckon it could be like 80. What are your thoughts? Oh, oh no, I think it's more 50-50 um, as the year wears on. You know, boat came off. We didn't really get to see Boat go through the middle if he was going to at all. Um, Butters missing. Yeah, a bit to play out with Horn Francis, I think. Still a second-year player, although his body suggests he's a seasoned campaigner and a mid-20s kid. Um, but, yeah, I, um, I think I'm going to pass on Horn Francis, but that wasn't an easy decision. 
He's been really playing on my mind uh, this fantasy preseason. Yeah, I'm an 80 jet. Pick a pick an average for him. I'll go 50. 50. Price is 62.5. Yeah. Oh no, eighty average. My apologies. Sorry, I, I thought you meant the CBA splits. Uh, what will I go? Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, you're about right. Seventy-five to eighty. Okay, next one here. Jack Steele, nine seventy-eight K, one hundred and ten point five. Yeah, lost some weight again. I mentioned on previous pods as well. Saints want to play fast footy, but you know the Saints might not be any good this year. They might have to slow. The down this ball movement, which probably plays back into the hands of Jack Steele. I think possibly the game style not going to suit his, you know, plus six clutch in there, out in the wing, cheap footy. I think there's a bit of a decrease coming this year, so I'm out on Jack Steele to start the season yet. Yeah, me too, mate. I think it's just a little bit, um, yeah, un- uneasy for me to see. I'd much rather see how Saints play out in terms of style of play and how their captain goes um, and jump on him later if if at all. Really happy to fade Jack Steele come round one. Luke Davis, you happy? And we've got 824k for him, 93.1. I think there's some upside here available. Center bounces last week, looked clean, fresh. He dominated around the ball. Um, pretty much a consideration here for me to start at round one, Jeff. Yeah, he looked pretty keen for a practice match. <laughs> was really getting in amongst it. And if that's his attitude and mindset, it's a big year for LDU. So, yeah, like the pick. Next one here, Zach Merritt, 949K, price at 107.2. I think that's reasonable. I think that's probably where he should land at the end of the season. Um, yeah, it's consideration, I would say. Yeah, a little bit expensive. I, I wouldn't rule it out, but at this point I'm happy to sit on the fence. Bailey Smith, next one here for the Bulldogs, 935k, price at 105.6. Mentioned earlier in the pod, Bulldogs going to run, as I can see, at least six you know, solid midfielders, you know, core group through that midfield, so that probably lends itself to you know, Smith starting on the outside a little bit, maybe even half forward there as well. So, But he can impact wherever. So I'd love to see Smith get a stack of centre bounces and high midfield uses this year because I think there's upside on his starting price. Um, is consideration for me still at this stage. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like it doesn't matter really where he plays. He um, He's going to attract the football. And coming back to that six Bulldog mid-rotation, they pretty much did that last year, so I'm not too deterred. Um, yeah, and Bailey Smith's in my sights. Next one here, Nick Dacos, 769K, price at 86.9. I think there's considerable upside available here. It's going to see a little bit more time through the midfield and might be a generous amount through the midfield uh, this season. So, either all halfback, starting through the midfield, um, he's going to collect a lot of ball here. So, I'm highly considering uh, Nick Dacos around, won't you? Yeah, me too. You know, he's a quality ball user and, and that's the modern-day game. Um, Collingwood last year wanted it in his hands and, and trusted him with it, so it can only improve on that this season. So, yeah, you've you got to really look at him um, to start round one. Next one here, Noah Anderson, Gold Coast, 870K, price at 98.3. It's probably his appropriate price. Um, I don't think I'm going to go there at round one, Jeff. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the – well, the question for me with Anderson is what's his upside this season? You know, is it 10 points? Is it five? Is it any? 
Um, it's probably five to ten, I would think. He, again, he's a determined young fella. Um, you know, wears his pride on. Um, you know, he's a proud person by by the look of it, and um, wants to improve in his footy sense. So, um, look, I don't mind the pick. I just yeah, temper expectations on a one ten average. He, he, I think he's a one oh five at best. Next one here, Jack Bowes for Geelong, 607k, process 68.6. Uh, he looked quite good in that practice match early last week for Geelong, and he found plenty of ball. So let's see how it flushes out this week. Um, you know, his quick, correct position, obviously, you know, Geelong will trial a few things uh, throughout pre-season, which might not come to fruition early part of the season, and that's what we need Bose to be, is like, you know, if we see a role in the pre-season, that needs to be his role early rounds of the season, and that's a possibility not to be, so especially with Geelong and Chris Scott. So just, yeah, just keep your radar up on this, um, and let's have a look at Bose again this week and make some decisions before we round it. Agree, but I'm an out on him. I haven't really been big on him all year, so unless he produces something special this weekend, it's a no. Mark Blitzer, so 800k cross at 90.4. I just don't think I'm going to go there. I think, you know, obviously he plays a pretty decent role. You know, he can go into the ruck at stages as well, which is great. Extra points there as well that are available. Um, but, you know, with the injury to Tom Hawkins, pretty much going to miss the start of the season now. Jack Henry's going to miss with a foot fracture. So, you know, the... The Cats are actually struggling for height down forward. You know, Blixarfs could go down there as well. But, you know, the other thing there as well is Geelong could play a second ruck, which would mean that, you know, Blixarfs would do midfield only, which is actually quite kind of quite good there as well. It's probably appropriately priced for me. I just don't think I'm going to go there yet. Too many scenarios, bud, with Geelong and, and the way they use Blixarfs and the way they have used him, you know, pretty much for his whole career. So high-risk pick, I wouldn't do it. Next one here, Darcy Parrish, 888K. Now he's priced at 100.3. Price tag's actually pretty good for Parrish. He can score more than that, obviously. Uh, he'll be a dominant force in that Essendon midfield, the one player I am considering, Jeff. Yeah, me too. He's been in and out of my team most of the preseason. Um, I just, yeah, I struggle to pinpoint how Essendon are going to play this year. Didn't really gauge much from the practice match at um you know, in terms of style of play and how Brad Scott wants them to play. So all eyes on Essendon and Parrish this weekend. And all eyes on his contract, Jeff. It is free agent year for Darcy mm-hmm. Parrish. Don't forget that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I often say I love a player out of contract, don't I? And this is right in that ballpark for a premium type player. Alrighty, on to the next one here, Finn Callahan, 406K, price of 45.9. All the talk out of JWS. Uh, and all the vision as well is Callahan is in the middle. Okay, so he was starting centre bounce in their entry club there last week. Obviously, didn't play an opponent, but Kelly and Cornelia did not play. So let's get a look at uh, this week when uh, small players return to that team. Where does Callahan sit? Probably starting on the outside, or I presume um, his management company back in that trade period sort of referred to him as a hybrid. So. Mix of a bit of both, I guess. Um, so I think you'll see, I mean, decent midfield centre-bounce usage this year. 
So now it's just about for me, you know, like the role I think it, I'm confirming the role is there, but just now it's just about scoring rate yet. So I, I know in his first year he had some injury concerns, but his scoring rate wasn't solid. But still I am considering Callahan at round one chapter. Yeah, no, me too. He was a big um, possession getter and, and fantasy scorer as a junior, so that natural gameplay should follow him through this season. I know GWS want to play quicker, but they do push it out to the wings or you know, that, that game plan of Richmond, if we're going to use that as a template. We'll see a lot of ball usage through Callahan, and obviously he's an elite uh, kick as well. So, yeah, high on my radar. Um but unless the CBAs are there, mate, I probably won't go there. Next one here, Angus Brayshaw, 878K, 99.2, Christian Saylor missing. Uh, Sideline currently, so Brayshaw instantly to half back in that practice match last week. Let's get another look at uh, that role for Brayshaw again this week. In this inside midfield, half back, all good for me, should be pretty solid scoring rate. What we can't have Brayshaw do is go to a wing. And that's probably pretty much only going to happen if there's an injury. So we've got Langdon and Hunter there. They are locked in for those wing roles. So it's going to be a pretty solid uh, scoring position for Brayshaw, you would think, no matter what. Um, so it's one player I'm still considering. Yeah, a lot to like about Brayshaw. And, and, the, and I like what you said about the wings being locked away. There's no real risk of Brayshaw going back out to a wing and getting those slow possession rates. So... Yeah, he'll be thereabouts in terms of the top six defenders for the year. He's got a high ceiling. He's shown us that in the past. Yeah, lots of like. Next one here, Marcus Bontempelli, 891K, 100.7. He's starting average. So what we're going to look at here's number one mid. Uh, obviously, that comes with the potential of being the number one tag there as well. Uh, his dominating mid had a pretty clean preseason chip. He's fully fit. Um, I'm expecting a pretty big year from the bond. Um, he's a consideration for me at Premier. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, normally I'm deterred by players that attract the tag, but with Bond, if he does get tagged, they just throw him forward. So, yeah, I agree. I think Bond's in for a big year, and you know, picking him round one is is fair and reasonable. Next one here, Joe Cully. So 490k price at 55.4. Um, we pretty much need to see a very, very solid scoring rate and roll this week, yet. So, obviously, some experience going back into that West Coast team this year. Um, he's had an excellent preseason so far. So, you know, I'm not out totally on Cully at this stage. I just don't have him at the moment. But, yeah, I just want to see a few more things from him this week. Yeah, I'm cold on him too. I didn't like the way, well, the amount of CBAs he got. I thought he deserved more and... And his secondary position was at half forward, and that's a big no-no for me. So, yeah, much like you, I'll be watching closely this week and making decisions from there. Next one here, Adam Chira, 780k price tag, 88.1 starting average there. So, um, yeah, I just don't think he's that dominating ball winner that we need to see from a fantasy perspective. Um, So, for me, like, I just think his ceiling is limited, Jeff. So, for me, no go. Yeah, I agree with you, bud. I think unless there's an injury to one of the big three in Hewitt, uh, Kennedy and Cripps, I don't think I can go there. Um, yeah, pass. Last one here. Okay, Lockie Whitfield, 804K, price at 90.8. So confirmation recently out of the Giants and obviously Vision there as well. 
going to be playing in a defensive role, which is halfback, and the key words that we want to hear from the Giants is that we're going to settle him into that position. So that pretty much locks in that halfback role for me. Like I'm pretty confident that it's going to play out. Obviously, things can happen throughout the season. So for me, once I hear that we want to settle him in, uh, that's a pretty much long-term position scenario for me, and um, I'm quite confident on upside here for Whitfield. So this is one player I'm considering at round one. Yeah, agreed, mate. I, I think I'll leave it for round one, though. I I'll wait to see how it plays out, and then hope you know all signs are he'll get DPP in round six, and then we'll look at it then. Alright, Jeff. Final thoughts into the last practice matches. We're pretty much going to see uh, full squads, full teams. You know, those early centre bounces for me, from my perspective at least, those early centre bounces, Q1, Q2, we want to set a rotation in there, see what it is. Uh, look at the wings, look at half forward. You know, this is almost a full dress rehearsal, do you think? Yeah, all eyes on, on these um, upcoming games of the official pre-season matches. It's the best dress rehearsal, like you said, and we just... Keep playing to our watch list, putting notes, ticking boxes, or, or conversely putting crosses against them and building our final squads for the big season ahead, mate. It's finally here. All right, Jeff. Until next week, uh, enjoy your weekend of watching footy. Thanks, guys.